Hi, welcome to my blog. This is Dr. Vargas Lowy, and uh, I'm going to talk now about concussion. So this is a very trending topic, or at least it was uh, a couple of years ago, um, because there's been movies about it, there's been a lot of um, talk in the media about concussion, uh, given the prevalence of concussion in kids as well as in football, professional football players. So um, there's been a lot of changes in the last uh, few years about how we manage concussion. But first, what is a concussion? So um, a concussion is uh, neurological deficits that arise after you get a head injury. Uh, and that can go from a traumatic brain injury to a simple um, you know, hit in the head while you're playing some kind of sport. Uh, and what we see most often in kids that we treat here in pediatric neurology is the second. Um, you know, we don't see typically professional football players. We see kids who are playing in the playground. They fall off the monkey bars. They hit their head. Uh, and then they have headaches or they get dizzy or they get double vision or they have trouble with sleep. And I'm going to go into more details about the, all possible symptoms that you can get with a concussion. But this is what defines a concussion. Uh, typically, um, imaging studies are normal. You can do a CT scan uh, and uh, concussion doesn't show anything. You can do an MRI of the brain and uh, unless there's actually a severe traumatic brain injury, you're not going to see anything um, in, the, uh, in the imaging studies of the brain. Okay. Um, what you do see is the consequences uh, and uh, these neurological deficits that people show uh, with the concussion, uh, they can last days, they can last weeks, and sometimes, especially the headaches, they can last even months. Uh, so it, it's something that uh, can get actually very serious and can be very incapacitating for kids, especially if they're going to school. Um, and... Um, so we do an evaluation, uh, we do a precise and comprehensive neurological exam to make sure that there's no other uh, neurological deficits like uh, poor balance, uh, and then we decide how to manage that, right? So just going back to the different symptoms that people can have. The most frequent one um, is uh, when you have the traumatic uh, injury in your head, um, you can have a headache immediately after just because you hit your head, right? Some people can lose consciousness or not. And it's very important to determine whether there's an, an actual loss of consciousness. Uh, typically, we classify concussions actually in uh, with loss of consciousness or without loss of consciousness. And that's going to determine actually our approach. Uh, for instance, if you take your kid to the emergency room and there's been loss of consciousness, you're going to get a CT scan to make sure that that loss of consciousness is not because there's a brain bleed uh, or any other kind of injury to your brain. Uh, other things that can happen shortly after uh, the head injury is nausea. You can have nausea, you can have uh, vomiting, um, you can get dizziness immediately after, uh, you can get blurry vision. Um, dizziness uh, typically can last longer as well, uh, but the symptom, and again, that, that typically stays with you after concussion will be the headache, all right? 
Um, now, there's something interesting, which is uh, in kids, if there's a strong family of migraines or there's a previous history of migraines, and then you get a concussion, then your migraines are going to get worse. And those cases uh, that I was talking about of uh, very long headaches that last even months after you get your concussion, they're typically kids who are predisposed uh, to migraines. Um, so depending on this array of symptoms, uh, we decide the degree of quote-unquote, brain rest, okay? Uh, and this is something that's become a little bit controversial. Um, a few years ago, uh, we would recommend total brain rest. So, you know, you get a concussion, you get out of school, you don't go to school at all for a week, uh, and you don't go uh, to gym, you don't do any kind of physical exercise for two weeks completely, all right? Uh, independently of the degree of concussion, that's what we would recommend. That's what we used to recommend. Um, and the brain rest at home was pretty radical. We would tell the kids that they had to stay in the dark, that they couldn't watch TV, definitely not go on your cell phone, definitely not play video games, even not reading. Um, but with time, we've seen that's not very helpful, actually. We would see a lot of cases of kids who would get depressed, who would get very anxious, who would have problems sleeping, which is another uh, problem with concussions, actually, uh, problems with sleep, um, and uh, as well as behavioral disorders, emotional disorders. Uh, you would become sad. You would go from laughing to, uh, to crying, uh, what we call emotional lability, right? Um, so um, after observing this, uh, we decided to adjust the degree of brain rest to the degree of the concussion. So if after a couple of days, yes, you've had headaches, you've been dizzy a little bit, you've had some issues with your sleep, but after two days you're feeling better, the headache is gone, uh, you're not dizzy anymore, you don't have blurry vision, etc., then we are flexible, okay? We say, okay, it's okay, now you can go to school, maybe for half a day, you take breaks as needed, etc. So what that's led to is uh, to establishing a concussion uh, action plan for, for the kids. So we evaluate the kids in the, in, the, uh, in the office and we determine based on the symptoms for how long they're going to be out of school, when they're going to be able to come back to exercise and to what degree, right? Um, so very often, you know, I say, okay, complete brain rest, stay at home for uh, three days. You're allowed to read, but don't do it for more than 20 minutes, for instance, and then take a 10-minute rest and then go back, etc. cetera. Um, and then um, we decide when to go back to school fully. We decide whether they're able to take tests or not. And this is all written down in a form. And we very carefully explain to the teachers what your kid is able to do and what he's not. When he is he clear to go back to gym? When is he cleared to go back to training, to practice, or to full games? Right? Um, so that's all part of the concussion action plan that we actually decide together with the kids or with the coach or with the parents. All right? um, so as you might imagine, sometimes it takes more than one visit uh, because you can still have headaches after two weeks. 
and I may tell you, come back next week or let's do a telehealth encounter next week, come back in two weeks, uh, and then the, we adjust uh, the concussion plan to, to your symptoms. Now, you might have heard of uh, some testing that is done for, for concussion to evaluate. Uh, there are some scales that you can use. Um, we typically don't do them in pediatric neurology offices, uh, but some occupational therapists or some rehab services actually have these computerized tests that determine the degree of concussion and whether they can go back to sports or not. And they're mostly used in the context uh, of uh, returning to sports. Um, I don't like them very much. That's why I don't uh, do them. And I don't typically uh, send patients to these tests because they're very variable. Sometimes you have kids who feel better, but the testing is actually worse or feel worse, but the testing is actually better. Some kids actually... I wouldn't say lie, but they manipulate a little bit the test because either they want to go to practice really badly or because they don't. They don't want to go back to school, right? Who doesn't? Uh, and um, so, you know, I've, I've, found, I've, I've seen tests. I've used them in the past, but uh, with time, I, I thought that my own neurological exam and my own assessment of, of the patient talking to him um, is more accurate in determining whether they can go back to school at to what degree and whether they can go back to exercising and to what degree. As you can see, uh, the evaluation is mostly taking a history and doing a comprehensive neurological exam. Uh, again, imaging studies are not going to determine whether there is concussion or not or whether the concussion is severe or not. Only imaging studies that are done are in the emergency room if there's loss of consciousness or if there's vomiting. Those are the only, or any other uh, neurological deficits like weakness in one arm or some, someone can't walk and, and stuff like that. In those cases, yes, of course, there we do imaging. Uh, and typically in the emergency room, you're not going to get an MRI, you're going to get a CT scan. But what do we do to treat concussion? Well, we treat the symptoms. Uh, and typically the only symptom that we treat uh, and mostly as needed is the headache. So if you have a headache, uh, you take ibuprofen, you take acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, uh, and if we see that those are not enough or that you're using them too often, if you've uh, heard my blog about headaches, uh, you probably remember that I say never overuse these kind of over-the-counter painkillers. If you use them every single day, several times a day, you're going to get medication overuse headaches. So we don't want that to happen after a concussion. So if you're using them more than three, four days a week, then we have to come up with a different plan. Either change the medication or uh, come up with a preventative treatment, uh, medication that you actually treat, um, take every day to avoid these headaches, such as amitriptyline or topiramate. They're medications that are uh, otherwise used for depression or for seizures at low dose. There are also some supplements that I would recommend with kids who have headaches from a concussion, such as vitamin B2 and especially magnesium at a dose of 200 to 400 milligrams a day, depending on your age and weight. It's also very important, just like I said with headaches, to have a very healthy lifestyle, watch your diet, watch your sleep, um, watch uh, your level of exercise if you're able to tolerate it as well. Uh, and if you're able to tolerate exercise, make sure that you do it progressively in little steps. 
start with aerobic exercise, start even just by walking a little bit, test yourself. If you can run for a few minutes, run, see how you do. If you're able to tolerate that, then go ahead and do other kinds of aerobic exercises. And after a week doing that, go back to whatever training you're doing, basketball, uh, football, or uh, any other kind of sport. Um, now, this br brings me to uh, the decision of whether it's okay in a kid who has several concussions to go back to contact sports. And there are several sports that are higher risk for concussions, uh, such as uh, uh, football, rugby, uh, soccer sometimes, um, and obviously boxing or any kind of martial arts where there's actually contact. Um, so we have to do a case-by-case -case evaluation. Uh, if someone has several concussions, um, they might be predisposed to that and it might not be a good idea to participate in this kind of sport. And you might want to switch to a different kind of sport that doesn't have so much contact. Now, there's another uh, issue that I'd like to discuss, to discuss, which is the second impact concussion. And this happens when you have a concussion on a given day and while you're still recovering from that concussion, you have a second concussion. So uh, data has shown that there's a higher risk of worse symptoms if you have a second, second impact. And if that's the case, uh, then I will definitely recommend to stop doing that kind of sport that's uh, uh, producing these kind of frequent concussions. Um, again, this is a case by case, depending on the kid, their age, the sport, the frequency of the concussions, the severity of the concussions, we're going to have that conversation about whether it's worth continuing that activity or not. All right. Um, and I think that's all what I have to say about concussions for now. You're going to read a lot of material online. Some of it is scary, some of it is not. I always tell, watch the sources, make sure that you read stuff from physicians uh, or from institutions that actually know what they're talking about. Um, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me. I'll be happy to see your kid uh, through a telehealth encounter, through a home visit, or whenever I open uh, my practice, uh, I'll, I'll invite you to come to, to my office. Um, this is all for concussions today. Uh, it was a pleasure uh, sharing this information with you. And that's all from me. Uh, this was Dr. Vargas Lowy, your personal child neurologist. <laughs>